time, Detroit. It's time, Detroit. It's time. It's playoff time, Detroit. Let's go to work. Welcome to this emergency episode of the Buff Sound Podcast. We got some breaking news as the Detroit Pistons have made a trade. The Pistons are trading Kelly Olenek and Saban Lee to the Utah Jazz for Boyan Bogdanovich. Guys, how do we feel about this deal? Let's start with uh, Valley's first on my screen. So we'll start with Valley. Yeah, I've got like two things that like I initially thought of in the first like 10, 15 minutes of the trade. Um, the first one was this kind of frees up the jam we had at the center position and it'll free minutes for Jalen Duran, which I'm super excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, that also tells me Duran, I'm hoping probably has impressed so far. Um, hopefully he'll be in the rotation um, pretty soon, maybe even opening day. Um, and what it also does, I think it frees. I don't know. I don't know if freeze is the right word, but Stu I think was expected to take a jump to be more of a four this year, a four five rather than a, than a five, four. But I think with this trade, us losing, although Kelly wasn't like a traditional center, us losing a center or a big man is going to make Stu, I think the starting five, I don't think we're going to start him at the four, but more like a five and second, really a secondary of four, um, which is good for him, I think. And then one other thing is with Bogdanovich coming in, super excited. Um, and we talk about mentorship so much with us being such a young team. Um, in my mind, I think he's the perfect mentor to um, Sadiq Bey. Both very good scorers and both, I would say, on the more unathletic side of things compared to the rest of the NBA, um, which is good. And they're both capable of averaging 20 points a game. So Bogdan, which has been around a while in Europe and now in the NBA, so he can definitely teach Sadiq Bey a thing or two. Um, which I really like. And I think um, Sadiq Bey long-term is going to benefit from this addition a lot. And those are my just early takeaways from the trade. Gabe, how do you feel about it? I, I mean, I love the trade. Uh, I think the biggest thing is the spacing for Cade and for Ivy. You know, maybe we had liver start. Maybe we had Bagley start next season. Now we know it's Bogdanovich base due in the front court. Probably Ivy at the, at the two, but this guy's a knockdown three-point shooter, 20-point-per-game scorer. He's just a perfect fit, I think. Defensively, he leaves a little to be desired, but when the other four players, you know, they have size, they have strength, they have speed, I think it's okay. Yeah, I just – it's a win. It's a huge win. What about you, Connie? I mean, you're not going to hear disagreements from me. I think this is a dub of a trade as well. Um, we talked a little bit earlier about what this team needs and we were like maybe some like competent veteran older guys that are not just older guys but older guys that school the guys on this team and I think Bogdanovich is absolutely one of those guys Um, and can shoot can shoot has experience on good teams competitive teams Um, what I like is that he has a little bit of ability as like a tertiary playmaker he's not like the first or the second option on a play but he certainly can 
has shown that he can keep the ball moving. He's not going to glue it down, swing it side to side, uh, you know, make make the right play, which I really like about him. Um, he is also, along with that for Bay, um, he, I think, is a good mentor for, for Livers. Uh, he's like kind of the play type, at least offensively, where Livers could really be. Um, especially older Bogdanovich on the Jazz, where he was kind of just like outside, you know, breaking down every once in a while. But um, yeah, no, I love this trade. And I love this trade also. Uh, goodbye to Kelly Olenek. They're going to love him there in Utah. Uh, he is a good oh, player. For sure. <laughs> I am very happy to have gotten off of Saban Lee because I think it clears up where losing Kelly clears up some of our center, our big man rotation. Good losing point. Lee kind of... Um, clears up our guard rotation nicely it's like who's the backup guard we're not going to be seeing the lead minutes it's going to be killian off in the unit running the team kojo yeah uh, i mean yeah minutes where kojo's playing is are better than minutes where saban's playing i'm not a saban fan um and lastly expiring contracts you know kelly had another year on his deal saban's i think was over but it was also like three million anyway but next year, where we would have been paying Kelly $12 million, we won't be paying anybody. So that's more free, free space that, you know, trades can be made with and Weaver can play around with. You know, the W in Weaver stands for win. So, you know, every trade he makes is a, is a win. Yeah. That's the thing. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Keep going. Uh, like, why did Utah make this trade? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Like, they take a flyer on Saban Lee, but, like, is that a guy, that a guy a worth taking a flyer on? Like, <laughs> how old is he now? 23, 24? I think like, he's proven that he's not NBA ready, despite what he's shown in the G League. But I'm guessing it's that that G League stuff he showed. I, I heard – I think we set up some cash considerations. Yeah, I don't they, think we should... opened up some – they got a cap – they got cap space mm-hmm. from it. Um, they got a trade exception from it. Uh, and they broke the one piece into two pieces, which is always, I think, easier to move. So for Utah, I don't think this is the end of the of the rainbow for them. They're going to – I think this is going to uh, swing into something else. And for Definitely. that, it could be for Detroit as well. You know, Weaver loves his multi-part moves. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't close the casket on this trade until, like, I don't know, the season starts even later. Yeah. I would have thought that, like – like, I think what we're going to do is flip him at the, the deadline for a pick, for whatever. I would have thought that's what Utah does. You know, he's an expiring deal. A team like the Lakers would want him for a playoff push. He's going to average a lot of points because no one else scores on that team. It's, I don't know. It's just confusing, I think. Um, I, I, still, um, I still like what Utah's doing here. I think they've assembled a really good amount of picks. And I, I'm sure there's, there's the map. Not for this deal. There, I'm sure there's some math behind it that makes sense. I know they didn't get any picks here. I'd be pretty bummed out if I was Utah. But I mean, we haven't heard your pre- your take on this this move yet. What are your early reactions? Yeah, you know, more preaching to the choir. I really like this trade. Another sniper from the outside that the Pistons can use to spread the floor. Um, I will miss Kelly. Um, you know, his playmaking ability maybe will be missed a little bit as well uh, offensively. But um, I'm all for this trade. Like you guys said, I like how um, he's kind of got a mold that Sadiq and Livers can kind of grow into um, and, you know, maybe make them more consistent as well. Um, but I really like it. Um, as far for the Jazz, I'm with you guys too. I'm a little confused. 
Um, not sure what they see. In, I mean, like you said, the MVP runner-up last year in the G League, but it's saving Lee, right? Like, you know, it's, it, I, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know. Maybe we'll see a Colin Sexton saving Lee backcourt, so that'll be intriguing. Oh, boy. Uh, this, I don't know. I, I don't know what Utah's doing, but I really like this trade for Detroit. Um, I'm surprised that we got him for that. I yeah. I feel like it's a weak package. Um, yeah. But I don't think that we're going to trade him away. Uh, you know, I think we're going to keep him around because he, he provides a base level of competency, of veteran competency that uh, that Casey really likes. So I think I think he's Wait, on the team by the end of the season. Do you want to re-sign him? I actually wouldn't be mad about re-signing him, you know? Like, we can't – they can't all be 20-year-olds. Um, yeah. He's a guy that knows how to play. Um, if it's for the right deal, he's he's made some solid money his career. Uh, he's 33 now as well. I, I don't – I don't see him demanding too much. Um, I would rather – kind of like – um. In Stu's rookie year, the where Plumley was starting, and then Stu was off the bench, and then we traded Plum at the deadline, or no, we traded him at the end of the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah we traded like, kind of a thing like that where he teaches Bay, he teaches Livers, and then we move him at the deadline. We start Livers, we lose a few more games, we solidify our draft position. I'm I think totally that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's very realistic as well. But I mean, at the same time, I think um, Bogdanovich is a guy who's going to fit in pretty seamlessly. Like, he has his, most of his career, and he's been on different varying uh, different uh, win-varying teams. Like, some have been all right, some not so much. Um, I, I don't think I've ever heard of a problem in terms of, like, his attitude or anything. Um, and he just seems to be a guy who can score in any way possible, a real, like, pure three-level scorer, I think. And – you can't have too much of that. And like I said, 39% shoot around his career. Good guy to have around. We move him at the deadline or the summer. I don't really mind or whatever happens. If we sign him to another extension, I, I probably won't mind either. He was on that Utah team a couple of seasons ago that couldn't miss a three, right? Yeah. He's there then, right? So, probably, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a really good pickup for us. I think I saw somewhere on um, Twitter uh let me see if i can find it it was from stat news um let's see i think he was averaging like 18.4 40 his slash line was like 40 45 and 88 um and he was the second leading scorer on utah when he was there yeah 18.4 mm-hmm. points per game 45 40 and 88 and then second leading scorer for the jazz so i mean that guy is now on the pistons and can certainly help us in uh, some capacity, but building off of that, what are some lineups with uh, Bogey in it that you're going to be excited to see? We'll start with uh, Gabe. Well, first of all, the starting lineup. I think it's <laughs> it's going to like we're actually a good team now, which has been a rare thing. Uh, but I kind of kind of what the. Celtics brought it a lot last year, kind of what a lot of teams are doing now, like the Raptors. This all kind of large wing shooters, no real big lineup of Cade, Burks, Bogdanovich, Livers, and Bay. You know, it's not going to work versus Jokic, for example. But if we're, you know, when regular season we want to score, I think that would be a great lineup just to put up a lot of spacing for Cade, let him eat inside, and just let people shoot. 
Yeah. Uh, Connie, what do you think? Yeah, I have a, I, I'm into a similar lineup with that. Uh, I think the all smalls uh, gets exploited by some teams, and I love that where you put uh, Duran in instead of Alec Burks. Um, there, your smallest guy in the court is Cade, but Cade's still like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. Everybody else is above 6'7", and kind of uniformly that height. Um, so you have, yeah, so Cade, Bay at the two, uh, Bogdanovich or Livers at the three, four interchangeably, and then Duran at the five. Uh, that you, on offense, you space them out to the sides. You have one roll man down the middle who can pass, like we've seen. So that opens up those guys. And then Cade as your as your A1 creator, obviously. Uh, I don't see his true number two creator on that, but I think that Bay and um, Bogdanovich can kind of each take half of the second creator spot. So you're not lacking in, creator, in creation, size, shooting, passing, um, or defense in that lineup, I think it's actually just actually a good, well, really good lineup. You think and Bay can hold his own at the two, or is he going to get exploited there? Um, I think what has the what was the word been a couple years ago, maybe last year? They said that they wanted Bay to lose weight, lose muscle, so that he could be more of a, a runaround shooter. And if that is true, if he's been doing all that crazy cardio in the mountains, <laughs> um, if he can just move and shoot i think he can um i think on defensively i'm guessing is what you mean like can he guard can he guard twos and i think 80 percent of the time yes uh you think about like who are really like the dangerous dangerous twos in the nba nowadays uh DeRozan, levine uh beal but like a lot of these guys are one played by team defense and two. Yeah, I think I think he can if he is his, his conditioning is really good. Um, he's very strong. And yeah, I mean you'll again, probably get a lot more post play from Bay if he plays the two two. He's just going to take advantage of the mismatch. For sure, absolutely. And oh yeah, so miss because there's going to be a lot of switching. You can take advantage of the mismatches yeah. on the offensive end, and then also all three of those guys are kind of the same size. So like he'll be guarding the two then a one, then a three, and it's kind of just all swarming. Oh, I like Gabe's lineup, except you, you throw a big in there. Yeah, I like it. Um, Valley, what about your lineup? Uh, I've got two real here, quick here ones. Um, my first one is Cade, Ivy, Bogdanovich, Bay, and Stewart. I'm not sure if Gabe said that one. Um, but emphasis on the shooting. We have so much shooting now. It's something we've never had. Uh, Bogdanovich, Bay, Hopefully, Stu and Kate got these guys can all shoot, and I think that really freed Jaden Ivy to to penetrate with the with the floor spacing. Um, he could absolutely thrive there, um, and kind of a similar thing here, except replacing Ivy for Duran. I think this is what Connie had: Cade Burks, Bogdanovich, Bain, Duran. Just so much shooting, and then you have your playmaker, and then just this freak athlete who can go and catch anything down low. Um, I think that's going to free Duran a ton. I th I'm sure we're going to see that at times that lineup. It should be very exciting. But I'm just I'm thrilled now that we brought in Burks 41% on his career, Bogdanovich just over 39% on his career. Completely changes the game. Like Gabe said, I, I think I think this makes us a decent team now. Um I I think the playing is not something that's crazy at all to say now, um, with this addition and with the potential lineups we can play now. Now yeah. is the time to bet the Y'all got to get it in before the Vegas on change. I would actually if you all are on it, could you have it to bet for me? I'll give you 
Yeah, my, my lineup is pretty similar to everyone else's. I, I wanted just to throw every shooter we got on the floor, so I threw Cade, Burks, um, Bay, Bogdanovich, and Stewart just to see how that would play out. Um, they're all pretty big, 6'6 six, six and up. Um, and, you know, Stu, uh, not Stu, Burks wasn't a, ter- a ter- terrific point guard in New York, but he can handle the ball occasionally when you want to give Cade a possession offensively to just take a break. Um but I just wanted to see all of our shooters out there on the floor at once. Um, any other thoughts you guys got on the trade or the uh, implications? Yeah. The, yeah, go. Real quick, I think the lineup you just mentioned would be it's a pretty plausible closing lineup just because Burks has that um, that stuff that Ivy just did, doesn't have for closing. And then also I think what you said earlier about Olenek not being the playmaker anymore on that second unit it's going to put a lot more pressure on Killian mm-hmm. uh, I mean if you look at the lineup probably it's going to be Killian Burks Livers Bagley and Dirk Comedy. yeah there's no other playmaker there other than Killian so it's really up to him to create pressure to create openings and then find uh lobs or open shooters maybe that was done by design to try to force him to force the issue a little bit put a drive a little bit more Love try it. To throw maybe yeah Maybe they know. Yeah, and maybe maybe they're seeing something that we haven't seen yet too. That's also always a possibility. Um, but uh, any other thoughts you guys got on uh, some recent NBA news? For starters, Frank Jackson going to Phoenix. Um, love the deal, Frank. Frank. Good, good energy guy. The stats never really show it that much. Although he averaged just a little over ten a game off the bench last year, for the most part. Um, he just got to stay healthy though. Um, when he, when he is healthy, he can give you a real boost off the bench. I, I don't see what, I think Landry Shamit is the backup guard out there or the backup, like two out there. I don't, I don't see what he does better than Frank Jackson, to be honest. Um, shooting. yeah, maybe, maybe in terms of like consistently shooting, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy for Frank. I was surprised it took this long. Um, on top of being a good basketball player, he's a, he's also just a really good guy. Um, especially a good guy to have around the locker room brings brings some really good vibes um, to the team, and I'm super happy for him. A lot of change going out there in in Phoenix, and um, maybe Frank Jackson can be the beneficiary of that and find himself uh, finally establishing himself in a, a good rotation. Yep, uh, best team he's been on by far by as far, well too. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. As like a movement shooter, probably benefits a lot more from that than other people. So playing with Chris Paul and Pete Book, Aiton, uh, we might see some good, good – it's a good spot for him, yeah. Yeah, they got – he's got Cam Johnson over there too. That second unit is starting to look good for um, really Phoenix. Good. Yeah. And yeah. They're still – they're trying – I think he's going to move to the starting lineup. They've been pretty aggressive trying to, to move Jay Crowder. Crowder, we'll that's see what, what, it, what yeah. comes into that, yeah. Oh, here's the next piston, Jay Crowder. <laughs> yeah, we'll get yeah, Kevin Knox for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, Gabe, any thoughts on Frank Jackson to Phoenix? <laughs> Nothing you guys haven't covered. Uh, I do think he could. In junior, he was on the Pacers last year. He's a bucket. So he kind of has to outduel him, Landry Shamit, Cameron Payne for that backup guard Great. spot when they stagger Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So, I mean, if he can, he had flashes of really good defense I think that's the weakness that a lot of their guards have so if he steps up into that role I definitely see him 
being a seventh, eighth man for them. Okay. Good deal. I like it. Uh, any other NBA news you guys want to touch on? I mean, that we got Yeah, now that we have to, uh, I, the one thing I'm not going to say what it's about the Udoka thing. You know, you can research research that yourself. He's probably out for season, which I do think is a huge hit on. That's Boston's huge. Yeah. Win percentage. Because I've, I've never, never seen heard of Joe anything Mizzoula. like that. Yeah. It's such a weird situation. I I don't know how they're going to react, but. I, I feel like Boston is a team that's um I don't know like they overturned from Brad Stevens to Udoka like that was a huge thing for me I thought where the position that Stevens took and they yeah. still found themselves like inches away from an NBA title albeit they had a slow start to the season um and when you have a guy like Marcus Smart around and then you're Jason Tatum Jalen Brown Al Horford um I I think the team almost they almost rely on each other I think so I don't know how much of this of an issue is going to be just because I think they're so professional but it's just it's really weird uh I've never seen a coach miss a season um I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's going to be like huh I would have had Brad Stevens just step back in you know? yeah why not? already there get back in there for a season come from the front office back into the head coaching spot uh wasn't uh Adoka coach of the year last year no it was Monty not. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's I, th- I thought Udoka was going to win it this year, but I, like, I think this really it drops him below the contenders of the East. I think, you know, a good coach is. Yeah. I mean, you got a coach that took you all the way to the finals and now all of a sudden he's gone. You know, there's going to, there's going to be some sort of uh, an issue there and, you know, well, it'll be interesting to see how uh, Boston comes back from that. I don't, regular season, I don't think it's going to be a huge impact playoffs maybe when it gets down to it but like they have they still have like an crazy amount of talent and oh yeah the best time to have a star is after if they're really a star is after a big loss like that like got be in the finals come back better oh yeah boston's gonna be a team i got uh i'm gonna watch as much as i can with the league pass thank you nba 2k for that but you know, I'm excited to see how they utilize um, their ro- roster. I really like the addition of Brogdon. I think I talked about that before. Um, anything else you guys want to cover, or uh, are we good to get out of here? I think we're good. Yeah, right. for an emergency pod, I think uh, I think we're good here. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening to this emergency episode of the Buffs on Podcast. The Pistons' newest Piston, Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, stay tuned to our Instagram at buffs underscore on underscore podcast, at Twitter at buffs on podcast, and our Facebook at buffs on pod, so that you never miss an update, you never miss an episode, and you're and you're going to be with us on the countdown to opening night. We also got a special guest coming on the show on Sunday, so be on the lookout for that early Monday morning. But until next time, throw the buffs on Detroit. The future is bright. Yay! <laughs>